Hello and welcome to the MDS podcast, the podcast channel of the International Parkinson and Movement Disorder Society. I am Michele Matarazzo from the HM CINAC in Madrid, Spain. I have the pleasure to have with me today Professor Gilberto Fisone, the chair of the Department of Neuroscience of the Karolinska Institute in Stockholm, Sweden. Gilberto, welcome to the MDS podcast. Uh, thank you, Michele, and thanks to the Movement Disorder Society for this kind invitation. You are one of the authors of an article recently published on the Movement Disorders Journal titled Involvement of Autophagy in Levodopa-Induced Dyskinesia. Now, this is one of the more basic science-oriented papers that we have had on the podcast so far. I'm sure that this is a great opportunity to discuss about it and that we will be able to get the most out of it in this interview as the topic is very interesting and very relevant also to the clinical practice. Gilberto, I usually start these interviews with very basic questions to have an overview of the background of the topic. In this case, I am pretty convinced that all of our listeners know already what levodopa-induced dyskinesias are. So could you tell us how much do we know about the underlying pathophysiological mechanisms of this phenomenon and uh, which pathways are involved? Yes, well, the, there are an, an, a number of mechanisms that, that have been proposed to be involved in, in this disorder. But uh, I would say that uh, certainly uh, a major culprit behind this kinesia is the, is the development of uh, sensitization at the level of uh, dopamine receptors, which are located in the striatal. Now, uh, on, on, on striatal projection neurons. Now, uh, this kind of, uh, of uh, modification, this kind of response can be generally regarded as a homeostatic type of reaction to the progressive loss of dopamine input to this region, to the striatum, which increases the ability of uh, dopaminoceptive neurons to, uh, to um, uh, detect the uh, neurotransmitter. Now, uh, this uh, initial priming, this sensitization, uh, when in combination with the, uh, with the chronic and, and pulsatile administration of dopaminergic medications, in particular with uh, levodopa, then leads to a sort of hyperactivation of multiple signaling pathways in the striatum, in the uh, medium spiny neurons, in the uh, striatal projection neurons, which then in turn results in, uh, uh, in an abnormal corticostriatal signaling. Uh, and in, in fact, uh, levodopa-induced dyskinesia has been proposed to be in, uh, in, in considerable part caused by uh, a loss of synaptic downscaling. There is a, a persistent potentiation at corticostriatal synapses, which then ultimately leads to the development and manifestation of these incontrollable movements uh, characteristic of this kinesia. So uh, we uh, and other research groups have been working at the um, attempt to identify the signaling pathways dysregulated in striatal neurons and potentially involved in, in, in dyskinetic behavior. And uh, so in particular, we have, uh, we have concentrated our attention on, uh, on a special group, on a particular group of uh, serial projection neurons, uh, which, uh, which uh, uh, project directly to the uh, output structures of the basal ganglia and which express uh, uh, selectively dopamine uh, D1 type of receptors. Now, uh, these uh, previous studies uh, uh, led to the discovery of uh, uh, several signaling pathways which are associated, whose dysregulation is associated 
with, uh, with dyskinesia, including uh, signaling, classic signaling pathways such as the cyclic MP signaling, which then in turn leads to uh, dysregulation of downstream targets uh, uh, involved, for instance, in uh, control of gene, gene expression, like the extracellular signal regulated kinase pathway, but also uh, pathways such as the mammalian target of rapamycin pathway, which is uh, involved uh, mainly in the control of uh, uh, messenger RNA translation, so in the control of protein synthesis, among other in uh, addition, in the control of other important biological uh, processes. We can get back to this later. So we have found also that pharmacological then, and genetic interventions targeting these various signaling components uh, actually is able to reduce the, the, the kinetic response produced by levodopa in experimental models of uh, Parkinson's disease. Wow, great overview of the of the topic. It seems like everything starts with dopamine, but then a lot of things are going on. So there are a lot of different pathways that are involved in the development of this of this phenomenon. Now, you are, as we were saying before, we we are talking about the basic science paper. Uh, so this paper is centered on animal models. So for the listeners who are not familiar with animal models of Parkinson's disease or of dyskinesias, can you tell us what are the main models available and what are the so-called abnormal involuntary movements? Yes. So, uh, so basically, dyskinesia can be modeled in rodents and also in non-human primates. So with regard to, to rodents, generally, the most common model is, is based on a unilateral depletion of dopamine produced by injecting a toxin, which is 6-hydroxydopamine, which is selective for uh, catecholamine neurons. Uh, and then this, uh, this is followed by repeated administration of levodopa, which uh, uh, eventually results in the, in the, in the appearance of uh, so-called abnormal involuntary movements. Uh, now, these movements, which can be observed in both mice and rats, uh, induced in this way, then include uh, dystonic, for instance, uh, movements like, such as dystonic torsion of the body toward the side uh, contralateral to, this, to the lesion, uh, and then uncontrollable movements such as fluttering of the um, forepaws and also in part uh, hind limbs, and even orofacial type of dyskinesia, for instance, consisting in protrusion of the tongue toward the, the side contralateral to the lesion. Now, uh, these uh, abnormal uh, movements then can be scored to provide a, a surrogate marker of uh, dyskinesia as observed in, in patients. So this is for, for rodents. Now, the, the non-human primate model of dyskinesia uh, represents, of course, the, the gold standard model to study this disorder, and, and, and it's based on the use of, uh, of another toxin, MPTP, which reproduces uh, Parkinsonism in, uh, in the non-human primates. Actually, this toxin is also able to produce the same effect in humans. So the, the, in this case, uh, non-human primates are intoxicated with MPTP, and they are then treated long-term with, uh, with, with levodopa. So the general basic approaches to the study of dyskinesia relies, in fact, on initial studies performed in rodent models, uh, mice, rats. Uh, and in case these studies uh, indicate uh, interest in that, that they, are, that, that they are successful, they can be further substantiated and corroborated by analysis in, in non-human primates. Excellent. So among all the pathways that you were talking about before, you decided to study the role of autophagy in, uh, in levodopa-induced dyskinesias. 
Why did you decide to do so, to focus on autophagy, and what methodology did you use? Yes, uh, so first of all, autophagy is a, is a fundamental biological process which is known to be necessary to deliver proteins uh, and, and, and organ, even organs to, to lysosomes for degradation. Okay, these substances are, are, are sequestered in double-layer vesicles, which are called autophagosomes, and, and then the, these vesicles fuse with lysosomes leading to the degradation of the content. And, uh, and uh, uh, autophagy-promoting agents are, are intensively studied today for their potential uh, use, not only for diseases of the brain, but also for many other disorders, but definitely as, as potential neuroprotective agents, uh, in, in particular, for instance, for synucleopathies like, uh, or, or tauopathies, uh, for Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's. But uh, autophagy is also increasingly studied with regard to its involvement in the control of synaptic plasticity, For instance, this process has been shown to regulate dopamine release, to be involved in glutamate receptor internalization, which was interesting to us. Now, our previous work indicated that dyskinesia uh, is accompanied by, as I said, hyperactivation of the uh, mammalian target of rapamycin, the mTOR cascade. Uh, and uh, the mTOR cascade actually happens to be a major regulator of autophagy. In particular, uh, activation of the mTOR complex one inhibits autophagy. And therefore, we wanted to examine whether uh, dyskinesia was accompanied by reduced autophagy in concomitance to the hyperactivation of the mTOR pathway. And so to this aim, what we did is that we used uh, both a mouse and a non-primate model uh, of uh, levodopa-induced dyskinesia, uh, and autophagy was uh, monitored by, by measuring the level of a protein called P62. Now, P62 is responsible for the transport of uh, ubiquitinated proteins to the autophagosome and is then degraded with its cargo in the autophagolysosome. And therefore, let's say that accumulation of P62 uh, is indicative of uh, a block in the autophagic flux. So it's indicative of impaired autophagic flux and uh, impairment of autophagy. Great. Can you now summarize the main results of the study? Yes. So what, what we found basically was that... Uh, um, Okay, levodopa-induced dyskinesia is uh, associated with, with the accumulation of uh, P62, which is a marker of autophagy deficiency. And this we found it both in the mouse and in the human primate model. The uh, increase in P62, interestingly to us, was observed in a subset of uh, striatal projection neurons, those uh, that express selectively dopamine D1 receptors. So we have also identified a subpopulation of neurons specifically involved uh, in, uh, in this uh, um, effect on, on autophagy. And uh, actually, these neurons have been previously uh, shown to play a critical, a critical role in, in the development okay, of a manifestation of dyskinesia. Then we uh, use the compound called rapamycin, which is a selective inhibitor of, uh, of the mTOR, in particular the mTOR complex one. And we show that this compound was actually able to counteract the impairment of autophagy produced by levodopa and at the same time also reduce uh, dyskinesia. So the next question, the final question, was then trying to uh, test whether the, the, the ability of rapamycin to reduce dyskinesia dependent on its ability to promote autophagy, okay, because rapamycin acting on mTOR may produce via blockade of mTOR a number of different effects, and uh, inhibition of autophagy is only one of them. Mm -hmm. So to this, to this uh, aim, we, what we did is that we used transgenic mice, uh, which lack uh, uh, a gene coding for a protein called ATG7, 
specifically uh, in D1 receptor expressing striatal projection neurons. So in those neurons where we saw an increase, uh, uh, an impairment of, uh, of autophagy. So um, ATG7 is the core autophagy related protein. And, and so uh, in this animal, loss of ATG7 then resulted in a constitutive impairment of autophagy, which, as I said, occurs selectively in dopamine D1 receptor striatal neurons. And so what we found was that in these animals, the uh, ability of rapamycin to promote autophagy was abolished because uh, autophagy was constitutively impaired. And we also found that in these animals, rapamycin lost its ability to reduce dyskinesia. So this basically indicated that the anti-dyskinetic action of rapamycin depends on its autophagy-promoting effect. Okay, great. So you had the evidence of the autophagy involved in both animal models. Uh, now, LAD is a common problem in clinical practice, and also it's an unsolved complication of the treatment of Parkinson's disease that often limits the beneficial effect that we might have with the dopaminergic treatment. Now, do you think that autophagy could be a therapeutic target for the treatment of dyskinesia? Yeah, I, th I think that autophagy is a very interesting target for, 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 for some reasons, for, for a number of reasons. I mean, mainly, or first of all, well, let's say autophagy, autophagy promoting drugs are, are currently used to treat a number of, uh, of diseases, as I mentioned earlier, which range from, from metabolic disorders, uh, such as uh, diabetes type 2, which is, uh, which is treated with metformin, which is an, an autophagy promoting drug, to cancer, uh, even rapamycin and analogs uh, of rapamycin are currently used also for the treatment of certain type of cancers. Now, uh, these medications uh, have been uh, approved by, by the FDA, for instance, which uh, would further you know, simplify the possible repositioning for the treatment of other disorders, including lead. So in addition, I would say that uh, autophagy promoting agents, uh, which are intensively studied with regard to their uh, neuroprotective actions, uh, can uh, represent in this, in this context uh, a promising, let's say, uh, multimodal intervention strategy, since they may counteract uh, the loss of midbrain dopaminergic neurons, which causes the cardinal motor symptoms of PD, and at the same time, uh, as shown in this, uh, in this study, they could reduce maladaptive plastic rearrangements in, in the striatal dopaminoceptive neurons, uh, which are involved in dyskinesia. Perfect. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, I would say, okay, one, one last uh, consideration important to keep in mind is that we have some work ahead of us, of course. Uh, several uh, drugs currently approved by the FDA, as the ones mentioned, induce autophagy, uh, but, but, you know, these drugs uh, have, you know, of course, pleiotropic actions, which make makes it difficult to, to clearly define the role of autophagy induction in the therapeutic uh, effects uh, exerted in patients. So, so in the future, I think it would be important, let's say, on the one side to, to optimize uh, therapies based on current autophagy-inducing pharmacologic, uh, pharmacological tools, but also to try to identify novel agents that can specifically Induce, uh, induce autophagy with, uh, without causing side effects uh, which may accompany currently available drugs. Thank you again, Gilberto. Thank you for being with us today. We have interviewed Professor Fisone on the article Involvement of Autophagy in Levodopa-Induced Dyskinesia, published on the Movement Disorders Journal. Thank you all for listening.